to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 222, The Seeds of Death. My name is John, and joining me every time we accidentally put too much detergent in the wash and leave it outside and the doctor almost dies from it is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, yeah. It, it, I thought it said a cup full. I thought a it cup. said a cup. Well, Not, uh, yeah. I mean, what, I how big? big cup. Yes. How big was the well, cup? Beer stein. Oh, geez. Yeah. <clears throat> how are you doing, my friend? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's it's time change season, so I'm a little off. Things are a little weird, um, but that is typical for time change. So just kind of muddling through and yeah. doing my best and trying not to yawn too much. How are you doing? Uh, I'm about the same. Uh, Daylight Savings has been interesting so far. We mm-hmm. um, took Camilla to a park yesterday um, and let her sniff around. Um and yeah, it's just been an adventure for sure with her and Henson. They are getting along just fine now. Excellent. It's absolutely adorable. Um, I think we've had her for about three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And she would be with me, but I have Henson with me right now because somebody's got a case of the Zoomies and is just zip zipping around oh, all boy. over the place. So uh-huh. Lauren is taking care of that because there's no way she would have sat in my lap and falling asleep it would have been a very interesting episode well if if you check out my and or i'm sorry my oh my goodness i'm oh i'm so i'm so busy taylor i can't remember (laughs) the organizations i work for my that hashtag show wrestling stream last night camilla made a surprise appearance out of my lap when she was like i have to go to the bathroom and her tell sign is she crawls up you so she crawled up me midstream and i was like oh and Lauren came in and I handed uh, her off. It was very funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, adv- adventures in in pups. Yeah, I get it. Basically, I'm I trying to think. It. I'm trying to think if there's anything else pretty cool that that. Ha- oh, I got. Oh, I mean, this isn't. You know what? Let's talk about things that are making us happy this fortnight. Uh, Taylor, yeah. you want to go ahead? Uh, sure. I mean, one. I mean, look at us. Two hundred and twenty episodes. Man, yeah, man, that's awesome. That's crazy. I am so stoked about that. Um, what I'm more stoked about. Um, is I scheduled my COVID vaccine today. Oh, Taylor. I'm very happy about that. You and me both, bud. The state has, as of today, opened things up to uh, anyone with pre-existing conditions. I have such a thing, yeah. meaning I'm fat. Um, yeah. And uh, that, yeah. I am that too. gets me a <laughs> chance to, if you're, if you're BMI, which I think is a terrible way to gauge this kind of stuff, hey. if your BMI is 40 or greater, yeah, you can get in line, and mine is. And so is mine. Mine is mine's is right it? there. Yeah, I signed up yeah. um, through Kaiser. I think on okay. Saturday, someone pointed it out, and I was like, I'm pretty sure because I every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one time it's not dumb, it will probably save my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, which is so great. yeah. So yeah, Friday Friday morning, I get to. Uh, <laughs> drive like 20 miles 
Yeah, I can't. Mine is next. It, it, it isn't. Um, well, it's not today. I believe it's next. Oh, next goodness. Monday. No, I don't think it's next Monday. Oh, boy. I'm losing track of the day. It's two Mondays. But you've got something scheduled. Two, okay, it, oh, it's it's, it's uh, the next time we record Podcastica. So that's I can, right. I can tell everyone about my symptoms if I have any. Yeah. Well, and when I was looking for something, Amber was like, hey, you know what? If they've got availability on Friday, you should do it on Friday. That way, if you have a reaction or you're feeling like really run down, you've got the weekend just to kind of chill. And I was like, true. Good point. Good yeah. Point. I might do that with the second shot. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the way to go. But yeah. Yeah, man. Excellent. That is, that's so, another thing that's making me happy. Lor- both Lauren and I are scheduled. So we're excellent. Yeah. We're very excited. Excellent. Yeah. Amber got her second shot uh, last week. Awesome. So yeah. Now very it's cool. just a matter of like, dude, let's get Kobe in there somehow. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, let's do it. So, almost. We're and we can there. all breathe the same air at some point. More or less. <laughs> that's I, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, like that's one thing that's making me happy as well. The other thing is I finally got a new computer chair. Uh, that's making me oh, pretty nice. happy. It is a Not quote bad. unquote gaming chair, which I guess just means it's comfortable. Okay. Uh, which it is. I, I absolutely love it. It also came with like a massage pillow, which is very funny. What? Yeah. It's just, okay. it's just a vibrating pillow. That's all it is. It doesn't. Oh, matter. okay. But it's nice. Gotcha. I like it. Hey, it's all good. I think that's it. I think that's everything that's yeah. making me happy this week. It, it, yeah. I mean, the only other thing that's kind of like in my mind is the fact that, you know, we are now at the point where a year ago we probably recorded. I don't remember what episode it was. And we went, oh, my God, I'm working from home and the kids are learning from home and Amber is having to teach from home. And it's now been a year. <laughs> I was uh, I, I, th- I believe at the time I was still unemployed. So I was like, yeah, this is it's just the same for me. <laughs> There's just more right. people around yeah. me now yeah i get it but man yeah and we decided to go weekly that's right we did decide to go <laughs> weekly which um i was gonna i was actually before we got camilla is gonna be like you know what let's do it again but no we can't <laughs> just be too much man i get it but i that, totally get it that is fine that. that is fine yeah. all right taylor we got a bunch of who news one that i included which I was very excited to see this morning because I was like, oh, my God, there's like no who news. And I really went digging into uh, uh, like my Twitter bookmarks and my my Instagram saves and stuff. And uh, so go hit up the show notes for all this great stuff. Um, David, I, and I, I apologize if I mispronounce this, but I'm, I'm pronouncing it Bailey. It might be Bailey. It might um, be Bailey, but I think Bailey is correct. Yeah, it's just a unusual spelling so i'm struggling with it he played dask in the fourth doctor story the robots of death and he has sadly passed away at the age of 83 oh man we robots have, of death, we, we've nope. watched robots of death nope. no nope we have not oh my goodness we have not we have not i really want to because it's a great story and there's always that that one person who does that awesome cosplay yes of of the robot um <clears throat> so yeah um, we will we will honor that soon, I'm sure. Um, now, next is the one that you put in here, and yeah. I, want, I want I watched the first couple minutes of it this morning, and for some reason, my kids have completely gotten back into this game. Oh, really? Uh, Perrin especially, yeah. He's really he's just like gung ho. He's like, I want to build this up, and I want to make streets and all this kind of stuff. But you introduced this, so, so let's talk about it. Yeah. So I was 
funny enough, watching the Seeds of Death last night, and I had my Twitter feed up, and I saw this come across my Twitter feed, and it is a um, recreation of, I believe, episode one of Marco Polo, entirely done in Animal Crossing. And that is insane. It is so bizarre, uh, and honestly, just do the whole thing. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. To all yeah. 12, 10 episodes or however many episodes there are of Marco Polo. Good. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. This is this is how they're going to recreate all the Hartnell episodes that are missing. And they'll do with Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> I'm fine with it if we get them. I, I, I'm not joking. I watched I watched the first few minutes of it this morning, and I went, "Wow, this is ambitious." It I mean, is. It's very ambitious. Who, who wakes up and says, "You know what? I'm going to recreate one of the most legendary missing Doctor Who episodes, and I'm going to do it in Animal Crossing." I don't know, but oh, hats off, hats off to them. You know what? While we're talking about it, I have to give hats off to one of our Twitter followers uh, who goes by Kitties of Death on Twitter. Yes. I noticed. Yeah, I noticed today. It's like somebody had liked like a really old tweet when we reviewed uh, Summoned by Shadows. <laughs> yes. And I was like, whoa, that's like two years ago. Who is like grave digging on our tweets here? Um, well, it turns out that this person decided to... Um, I guess sit down and take Summoned by Shadows and mix it with some original Six Doctor, um, you know, credits and scenes and stuff. And I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I watched just the first couple minutes. Again, been a busy day, um, but was like, yeah, I totally did this to make Summoned by Shadows look more like a, a like an actual Six Doctor story. I've never uploaded it. I was like, oh my god. Well, if you ever upload it, let us know. Cause we'd love to see it. And they literally just went and uploaded and they're like, here's the link. What? And it's, and it's a full like 40 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's on the podcast. feed. If you want to go grab that and check that out. I was uh, like, okay, I, do. I will definitely watch it. I've not had time today to watch it, but I will definitely watch it. So thank you. Kitties of death. Kitties of death. Let's go. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, in, in other sad passings, Alan Curtis, who actually played Major Green in The War Machines, which we have reviewed, uh, he has passed away at the age of 90. Oh, War yeah. Machines. That was a good, uh, good, good story. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bummer. Yep, the doctor is required. Yes. <laughs> um, we finally have some details on the um, Ninth Doctor stories that are coming to us through Big Finish. Ooh. Right. We've seen some of the cover art, and now we have synopses of our first three adventures and titles. Um, so there, one is called Sphere of Freedom, uh, and it says, On the Sphere of Freedom, the Doctor is about to shut down an evil immersive games business empire. He's assisted by a valiant galley chef called Nova, but his plan spectacularly fails. And who exactly is Audrey? That's an odd. So I, I could do a I, my world famous synopses are better than that. Uh, <laughs> the next one is called Cataclysm. Uh, Nova is dislocated in time, where while the time eddies are out of control. Meanwhile, the Doctor is about to face the end of the universe, or is that just the Battle of Waterloo? Mm, okay. Uh, yep. And the last one is called Food Fight. I think we've got a whole chef food theme <laughs> going here. Uh, the TARDIS is starting to get a little crowded. Audrey finds herself haunted by a ghostly doctor. Oh, that's actually, uh, hmm, I wonder what that's about. I know, right? A ghostly doctor. 
Yeah. So we will we'll we will see. see what that is like. We shall see. A couple of months, right? May. Yeah. 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 In fact, I think later this month the uh the Eric Roberts uh master series drops and I'm very excited for that. Oh my god, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. And speaking of other great things coming from Big Finish, even though they don't have a release date for it yet, yes, you can already pre-order Mind of the Hodiac, the Russell T. Davies yes. uh, found <laughs> script of a Six Doctor and Mel adventure. Big Finish is for sure making it. You can pre-order it and catch up with me because I've already pre-ordered it. All right, all right. We'll catch up. <laughs> I can't turn this down. This is just, I have to... I have to hear what this becomes. Yeah, right. It can only be amazing. Oh, my goodness. All right. So that brings us to The Seeds of Death, starring Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Fraser Hines as Jamie, Wendy Padbury as Zoe, and Alan Bennion as Slar. I'm excited to talk about Slar. No joke. <laughs> uh, it was written by Brian Hales and directed by Michael Ferguson. I first aired January 25th through uh, to... March 1st, 1969, as the fifth story of season six. And we have quite a bit of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. We do indeed. When you've got a six-part story, there's two more parts to give (laughs) story notes to. Anyway, the working title for this story was The Lords of the Red Planet. I don't hate it. No, it's not bad. the, The Seeds of Death is... Yeah. Yeah. Just got yeah. more bite to it. Well, and you don't spend any time on Mars in this story. So, Very true. Very true. You know, anyway, after the opening titles, a specially filmed model sequence was used as a background for the story title and episode number, showing a scene of the Earth and Moon. The camera pans across the foreground object and then zooms in on the background object, whether that be the Earth or the Moon, on which the episode begins. The exceptions in episode three, where the panning stops between the Earth and the Moon, as this episode begins in cislunar space. Let me tell you, Michael Ferguson is a genius. I wholeheartedly agree, and we will talk. We're going to talk about him at great length. Uh, Just the idea of having this. Yes. You know, oh, we're starting our Earth. Let's focus on Earth. We're starting on the Moon. Let's focus on the Moon. I'm like, that is brilliant. That is so smart. Uh, this is also the only story to feature footage of an ice warrior on location where episode, uh, so, sorry, where in episode four, an ice warrior was filmed on Hampstead Heath in London. Previously, the ice warriors had only appeared in studio. Oh, I mean that, you know, that was, um, i I felt like, oh, we're outside. I do yes. remember that being like, oh, wow. Hey. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you get some good effects of kind of just the, the shadowy silhouette. Of the ice warrior. Yes. Again. Marching toward the camera. That directing. Directing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, according to director Michael Ferguson, during a break while shooting these scenes, Steve Peters, who was in costume, was leaning against a tree in his ice warrior costume, minus the helmet, smoking a cigarette because it was the 60s. Yep. Uh, a woman then happened to drive past, noticed this peculiar sight, and was so fixated on it that she hit the back of a police car. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Oh well. Now I, I I will admit I feel like I've heard this story and it it involved her actually crashing into a ditch. Mm. So uh, which one's correct? I don't know. Either one, not great. Yeah, 
Yeah, either one, not great. <laughs> Sorry, officer, I swear you're distracted me. Yes. Um, interestingly enough, Brian Hales was initially under the impression that Fraser Hines would depart the series. And in his original draft, Jamie's role was given to a new companion named Nick. Interesting. Yeah. As huh. I nearly knocked my water over. Oh, no. Thankfully, did not. Yeah. Since I'm sitting in front of two separate computers. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, the footage of the rocket in Episode 5 is stock material of Mariner 4, a mission launched in 1964 to map the surface of Mars. Right. Notably enough, the images taken by it were sufficient to dispel the belief in intelligent life on the planet. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so when Zoe lets the doctor inside the Weather Control Bureau, uh, because apparently HARP is a thing uh, in this story. Yes. Conspiracy theorists take note. Yeah. Um, he falls into the foam and she is clearly smiling as she closes the door. This is because Patrick Troughton genuinely slipped over and Wendy Padbury was trying not to laugh. Well, and then later on, I think when they're like, oh, oh, where's Jamie? Oh, no, we have to help him. The, I think she almost slips and falls over, but catches herself. There is a lot I, of. Uh, yes. A lot of nonsense going on here. There is, and it's such great nonsense. Love it. Um, and interestingly enough, I feel like you might have some notes about this. Wendy Padbury liked her leather trouser suit so much that she bought it, and BBC <laughs> bureaucracy required her to pay before the start of filming. Of, of course. Then in the yep in the scene where Zoe has to crawl through a tunnel, the paint on set turned out to still be wet. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, is this her wrestling gear? I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. This is great. All right. Yeah. Um, Taylor, you <laughs> oh, got a world famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Oh, boy. Time to flex the vocal cords. The doctor, Jamie, and Zoe find themselves in a space museum. No, not that space museum. During a period in human history in which humanity is reliant on teleportation, a technology to get pretty much anything done. When that supply chain is disrupted by an ice warrior advance force, our TARDIS team ends up uniquely positioned to help save the day from endless seas of foam. Grab your flashlight, strap it to your wrist, and get ready for the seeds of death. Well, next week we're going to be watching... Uh... <laughs> that was great. God help me. The moment I, I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, I know what I have to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's talk about our overall feelings of the story before we start talking about um, the amazing computer voice, which was right. something to behold. Right. It really is. Um, watch the story for that, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, for me, like this, this story is just all the more proof that the Troughton era was some of the most ambitious storytelling that doctor who has ever done yeah man um it, it just it's 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 heartbreaking that so many of the stories i know are missing because if if they're half as good as the ones that we've seen in their completion it's top tier i'm i'm not joking <laughs> i i really i really really am i mean i think even you know years ago when we did like the ranking of the doctors Oh yeah, you know, I think I had I, I, two. I, I think or one. I think you did, but I definitely said, "I said, look, I, I realize I've not seen a lot of Trouton and I've not seen a lot of Hartnell, and I know that you know the more I see of them, I know this ranking will change, and I can guarantee you that two. I don't remember where I had him, but he's be much higher. Oh yeah, on the list. 
Yeah, I I agree. Uh, this story was fantastic. I will say, when I sat down to watch it, I went, "Oh boy, six. I yeah. forgot. I went. I forgot. But um, I will say, there was were some points where I was like, "Okay, we could probably trim some stuff here." But yeah, everything like I, we are not joking when we say that Michael Ferguson did a fantastic and interesting job directing this. Yes. And the editing on it too is it's it, it's also very good. Like you you know in this era it's kind of like all right, they're going to shoot a laser gun but it's just like a cap gun and it's like this is boring. Um <laughs> but they do some really interesting things with effects of like you said the uh, the flashlight gun. Yes. Um I mean, do I think they might have overused it? Maybe, but it was cool. It really was having having the um, oh gosh, I mean they must have used like a a reflective surface that is flexible, right? Yes. And all I can think of is Just like one of those it. really long saws, yeah. You know, whoa, 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 and you, they like they pull the center of it and just like let it snap back, and you get this effect that is crazy. And and, and if that's if that's what you've got in in what 1969 for you know this is how it looks being blasted by an ice warrior uh presumably laser ray gun i don't know whatever i mean basically what i thought was it's great yeah it basically kind of like i don't even know like it would it would constrict them and put them back into place but their insides would just be mush and kill them well that's kind of what i I gather I'm i'm trying to remember um, you know, in, in Capaldi's era, we had that ice warrior story on the surface of Mars mm-hmm. and there were like, you know, British soldiers from the, I want to say 1800s on Mars. And, and when they got blasted by the ice warriors, they, they like, I don't know, it was something gross. It was like they got turned inside out or something. Yeah, it was, it was gross. Which, which I think is them calling back to this, this kind of crazy wobbly effect. Yeah. You know, love it. Um, but yeah, it just that effect was really probably kind of simple to produce, but the effect it had was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. But let's let's circle back here. Let's talk about the amazing computer voice. Oh, uh, yes. Taylor, you gave us a sampling of it. Um, this was very funny. Um, it because was something else. It was basically just a man doing his best robot voice with no sound effects over it. Yeah. <laughs> And it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it, it it was, and there were there was there was like so much of it, especially in like the opening eight minutes. Yeah. Of and and I I love that we have a story where we don't see our TARDIS team for the first eight minutes. Oh yeah, they are not there of the first story that really gives um, the audience a chance to kind of get entrenched. Lay of the land. Yeah. Yeah, the lay of the land with with you know, your, your secondary characters in the story and you get a bit more invested in them. Absolutely. But part of what we have, part of what we have in this first eight minutes is this announcer voice announcing all these TMAT transmissions from this city, to that city, and, and, you know, this going to the moon and this coming back from the moon. And it almost kind of gets a little bit of a rhythm at some point. Yeah, it does. It's, um, I'm like, we just need to set this to a beat. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's something else that, it really is. I mean, it, it is it is worth 
finding this episode, uh, you know, BritBox or wherever you can find it, um, just just to kind of hear this voice. And I really should have grabbed an audio sample of it so we uh, could hear it. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, today just got away from me. All good, all good. But yeah, I mean, obviously from us, you could tell even from the story notes, we're both uh, <laughs> going to give this a glowing review and suggest you should watch it no matter what your Doctor Who uh, knowledge is because holy crap. For sure. For sure. This is so good. I actually start like Camilla was in my lap while I was watching it. And where's my quote? I can't say it. Uh, dude, we're, do- <laughs> we're doing some cool sheezy here. There you go. What I said to my sleeping pup as I watched some insane just editing and and directing. It was just great stuff overall. But we got to talk about these Ice Warriors. Oh, yes. And I think when we reviewed... What was the Sea Devils episode we just reviewed? Was it the Sea Devils? Oh, um, what was it called? Yeah, uh, oh God, I'm, I keep wanting I'm to say blanking. Frontios. Wasn't it? What, I keep wanting to was say it Frontios? Frontios? Uh, was it? Let's find out. It was. Bring up the podcast page. Warriors of the Deep. Warriors of the Deep. Yes. Sorry. So no, no, no. That's fine. So Warriors of the Deep. My problem with with that. Uh, it, you know, we, everyone looked the same and everyone spoke the same. We couldn't really tell who was in charge. Right. But here with the Ice Warriors, not only do we get Slar, who is, you know, he is the main character and pretty much the only one who talks until we talk to um, uh, Super Mega Ice Warrior leader. Oh, yes. And all his sparkles. Oh, yeah. He's so sparkly, too. He's super sparkly. So he looks completely different than the the Ice Warrior drones, I guess I will call them. Okay, fair. Um, and it's just very unique, and it's just like, see, this it's they did it, they did it in the Trouton era, so easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he he was clearly the brains of the operation, and everyone else was the brawn, and yep. he he just had a very like a very slimy, slick look about him. Yeah, and I, I like that we have you know like you know like you're saying we have we have a leader that looks different. Yeah, we can identify them, and even his leader, even looks though different. they're the same kind of you know I don't know helmet, you know. Yes, he's at least bedazzled his. Yes, because I don't know a rank comes with glitter, I suppose. Yeah, I, I believe it does. It's just it's ve- like <laughs> it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I was like, yes, this is how it should be done. We shouldn't have 12 of the same costume and no color difference. And yeah. it just be like, who's in charge? They all sound the same. Exactly. I think that one's been doing most of the talking. No, this one's just very direct. We know who it is. And I will say, once again, we're going to tie directing into a lot of things. I loved that for the monster shot at the beginning, mm-hmm. we used... The regular old camera that we were looking at, and we were breaking like the the fourth wall. Yes, we get kind of this first person um, point of view. Yeah, this first person point of view yes. from the from Slar's view, and it was just very very cool. I really really liked it. Um, and I will say, as clunky as the Ice Warrior drones look, they look yeah. cool. They kind of look like hairy armadillos. They got big hips. They got you know. big hips. They walk very slow. They have a flashlight mm-hmm. attached to them. Whatever. They're cool. I like it. It was a fun design. And it is. I really just, man, 
they're just so great. The death effect we talked about already, just mm-hmm. really great. Well, and they proved so popular in their debut story that they brought him back for Seeds of Death. Yeah, which is a, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thought they were a great. Oh, there was some funny stuff where the ice, the ice war, we get the reveal at the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe he, he also, the, the ice warrior hand, which was very funny, knocks over the communication device. I thought that was, it was just yep. like, it looked like a, um, a magnet hand. I like <laughs> that their arms look like little magnets. Yeah. Uh, but Ice Warriors overall really enjoy them. But for me, meat and potatoes is this directing and editing. Absolutely. And it's it's funny because I look back at my notes now and I'm like, oh, so, you know, it's so many of these were reactions to directorial choices or editing choices. So oh, I'm yeah. excited to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, just overall, there's just so much stuff going on here. And I mean, one of the things that I remember in the first episode is when we go off base to Earth and we're kind of in that control room and we're talking to, oh my goodness, uh, her name is, I will get it, Kelly, thank you. And Kelly is talking to someone behind a, she's like on one of those walls that you kind of see, for me, it's like a wall you see in Star Wars Mm -hmm. where it's like the map wall and it's like kind of see-through. Oh, yes. She's talking to someone and he goes to the left and she kind of follows him into the shot. And then we we when in we sweep over, we have this guy in the background who's already there starting the conversation, looking very menacingly. Mm -hmm. And it's all one big shot, which is another thing that I don't think we appreciate enough about Doctor Who in general is. We get a lot of one takers, mm-hmm. and this was one of them. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is really cool. I really enjoyed this a lot." Um, man, what what else directing wise? There was um, oh the use of shadows, which I believe you had mentioned. Uh, yeah, especially on the 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 outdoor scenes with the with the ice warrior. Yeah, and they also in that control room, which I guess is also for me a set design, where they they kind of uh, have that that team fixing the 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 team at for them um there's always an ice warrior standing up on this like screen that is backlit and it just looks very oh, menacing yes the stage that's got like the 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 like you know 20 30 lamps behind a diffuse <laughs> yes wall. zoe ends up on there in a later episode yes at the end of episode 5 i believe when yeah, she's about to meet her doom and and it's very much a like, is this the moon base or is this a discotheque? <laughs> there is a little bit of that vibe going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean I loved Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, the very beginning of episode two, like we've just seen the um Ice Warriors for the first time, and there is just it, it's I think maybe even more rapid than they meant it to be. But it literally is like, you know, cut Ice Warrior face, cut uh, uh, Moonbase face, cut Ice Warrior face, cut Moonbase face, cut Ice Warrior face, cut Moonbase face. <laughs> and it's just like really quick. And it's almost a little jarring uh, to to go into the opening of an episode with that. Oh, but, yeah. but I liked it. It, 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 it. It's trying to show that tension of like, 
you know, kind of that Mexican standoff thing where yes. it's like, oh man, people have just shown up. It's like, what's everybody's reactions? Let's yeah. show them all in like three seconds. <laughs> yes. Um, and I mean, speaking of things that are jarring, when we use the, I, I assume it's ultra, is it ultra lights or ultra, ra- ultra? Oh my goodness. I cannot talk. Oh my goodness. The, are these- the solar. So, the solar energy, thank you. Yes, they're they're solar energy weapons that they cobble together. Uh, I believe his <clears> name <throat> is uh, Phipps. Yes, and it's like it does this effect that is very jarring. It's like a negative negative yeah. effect, which is is also just very cool looking. And they and just, I think it's not just it's not just a negative effect, but I think they actually flip the frame like left oh, yeah. to right, flip it horizontally a couple times. Too. Oh yeah, they're doing a lot of. All a lot of cool stuff in there. And yeah, that was another thing that they, I don't think they used it as they definitely didn't use it as much as the, um, the ice warrior, uh, flashlight gun, True. but it was still like very cool effect and probably mm-hmm. didn't, you know, didn't take much for them to do. Well, it's the 1969. Maybe it did, but I don't know. <laughs> well, and I, I, I still think it's hilarious that, uh, uh, Troughton builds himself a portable version. Yes. Of that, and then beams like back up to the moon, uses it once. Should have realized there's probably more ice warriors <laughs> around, and yet takes it off. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I do have a still here of the the museum curator. Um, oh yes. In the circle, and I am drawing a blank as to what this is. I believe we were clicking through a bunch of different people in this little circle. Yeah, this was the scene where they are getting ready to launch the, like, I think, ion rocket. Ah, yes. Right? Humanity is so accustomed to doing everything by TMAT that they don't use rockets to launch humans into space anymore. And so, and this is, again, this is another directorial choice that I love, is when the TARDIS first lands... And you you get the the view outside oh, the TARDIS. Yes. They think they're in space, yes. and it takes a while before they realize they're in a museum, yet another space museum. Which uh, the doctor's like, "Oh, it's a space museum," and does not hesitate. <laughs> I feel like there should be some hesitation when you mention a space museum, right? You would think. Um, so there's this very it's it's a very quick scene where they like bootstrap this rocket together, yeah. And I expected it to take like an entire episode, but you know, two scenes later, it's like, okay, the rocket is ready to launch. I'm like, wow, that was, that was really fast. <laughs> um, and so there's, there's a lot of this like, you know, circle cam zoom meeting thing where they're like talking about what's ready, what's not ready. And, and, you know, double check this before countdown and all that kind of stuff. So that that's where that's that's where this comes from. Gotcha. And then we had the actual like the uh ten nine eight seven six five four three two one countdown, which appeared yes. on um on Kelly's face. On Kelly's face, which was also really cool. Yeah. Just a lot of just like very interesting shots done here. And I, I yeah. just really think everyone should check it out, if not just for that. Definitely. And you I think this might be the episode where you've got the most screen caps. It has it has to be. I mean, most of them are directorial, but there's one scene, Taylor, that I, w- I want to talk about that I thought was okay. very funny. You had just mentioned it when um we're clicking through all the the circles 
and we have Zoe, Jamie, and the doctor ready for takeoff. And <laughs> yes, and they're like, they're first of all, they're sitting upright, which is just. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they, as soon as the rocket took off, they would all be dead. Um, no, especially because they're not wearing seatbelts either. That too, they're just like Jamie. I the still that I have. Jamie is just like holding down his shoulders with his yep. arms. Yep. And I'm like, that's not how this works at all, but it's fine. I'm I can I can dispel uh the belief of that. Well and, and, and the other the other thing that I love is they're just in street clothes. They're not yes. in any sort of astronaut wear, there's no. no helmets. Well, and we have to remember that let's see, this excuse me. This aired uh, what the very beginning, yeah, January through March of '69. So this is all pre-moon landing. <laughs> Not to say that you know there hadn't been manned missions into space, right? So there's at least the idea that hey, you you wear a suit and you have a helmet on, and they've got none of that. They have none of that. They couldn't take any from the museum. I guess not. Um, and I don't know. That scene was just very funny to me, but it was also. Uh, followed by another funny scene where they all had to pretend they were floating. Oh, yes. This is <laughs> very funny. funny. Oh, man. Love it. Love that. So, I will say part two, though, kind of <clears throat> just ends. It does have a, kind of a sudden ending, doesn't it? It's just like sentence end credits. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Very, very strange. Okay. I I'm I happen to just be down in your notes right now because I was looking at that picture. Um, we need to talk about the Scooby Doo scene. Yes, dude. Oh my god, I forgot oh, about the Scooby Doo. I tell you what, folks, if you really I know I said before the computer voice, but if you watch the story for anything, watch it for this absolutely bonkers like let's run in every direction possible scene in episode three it's like the the best of trout and running like if you love the trout and run which i don't even know how to describe it 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 seems like something that i would take into like movie maker and add the barney rubble bongo run yes there you go uh and he's just he's just running all over the place and these ice warriors are like hey man just slow down yeah we're very slow i need to take a breather <laughs> please uh, look, sir folks if the second doctor says run he means run like Scurry. a maniac yeah, in like- every direction you can think of because <laughs> it's like it's so many cuts it's like corridor corridor cutting through a room cut to someone else cut back to trout and he's suddenly in like a hall of mirrors yes which I'm like, oh, this is weird. Why do they have this? This must factor in later in the story, and it never does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I, there's like there's corridors that they just never have again, and it is <laughs> and it is pure just minutes of delightful trout and run. It's great. That scene is. Thank you for reminding me about that because it's so good. Holy moly! I completely forgot about that. I think the other thing we need to talk about is the actual seed of death. Oh yes, which is um this this apparent it starts out as like an egg or a giant seed if you will and then mm-hmm. it, it blows up like a balloon and explodes um and it kills people on it kills some people upon impact I guess it just if you're really close to yeah. the seeds they're released what what they're designed to do is um consume an in- an intense amount of oxygen yes 
is what the what the ice warriors are wanting to do is reduce the amount of oxygen on the earth to the point that a it kills all the humans and b it makes it more mars like yes so the ice warriors can move in and i don't know work at sainsbury or something i guess um, yeah or tesco's um and so if you're really close to it when it explodes obviously you get a megadose of this yeah. stuff and it, it basically suffocates you um but yes yeah, so that 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 little egg started to inflate and i went oh my gosh it's rover from the prisoner um, <laughs> and only a few people will get that if you've ever seen the prisoner there's that big white ball that kind of like patrols this this village that this guy's trapped in um great, I, feel, great I feel like i've seen that I've you seen may like have. A, i might have seen like a meme of it possibly everything's a meme um everything it is 2021 but i will say like that's i mean oh i when i saw that i went oh that's pretty neat i like that Mm -hmm. and then we get Mm -hmm. the scene where the doctor's trying to uh stop one of the seeds from exploding by i believe just pouring all of the chemicals on it which just seems very ill-advised generally speaking i would agree with that but i mean in the end water just plain old water yeah that i will say that is one thing about the story where i'm like i feel like that's kind of counterintuitive but yeah because wouldn't it be the just a combination of everything you poured on it and water well at that point yes (laughs) i mean it wouldn't just water wouldn't just cancel the whole thing out i don't know whatever well and, and then i guess I guess if it explodes and you're pouring water on it, would it actually separate the oxygen from the hydrogen? And then suddenly you have a bunch of hydrogen gas. I don't know. I have no idea. I am not I'm a chemist. Putting too much science into possibly. I mean, we did have three people sitting in folding chairs launch into space, so <laughs> and they were fine. Yeah, that's true. Oh my goodness, that's um, true. Man, trying to think if there's anything. You know what? I I don't. We didn't really talk a lot about him, but I loved the character of Eldred. I thought Eldred mm. was great. Just the guy yes. who's like, they left me all behind, but I'm gonna get to the moon, um, <laughs> or beyond yes. the moon, because nobody else explores anywhere else. Right. And then I loved the um, get the old man to rejoin the team scene, which feels yes. like a very uh, a TV trope. Yeah. Oh, definitely. For sure. <laughs> definitely but i um, i really enjoyed him i thought he was great and it's funny because i think it, i think it was around that scene that um oh dear and i don't remember the name of the man who was in charge at uh at at team at kind of you know on par with with kelly but he he goes you're wrong there's just one man one man who can help us and i'm like that seems like a very americanized uh, yes yeah you know there's just something about like that needs to be like a sample in a techno song <laughs> uh amazing yeah just just good stuff all around i'm trying to think of what else really was jumping out you know what i will say much like the the ice warriors i too fall over when it's too hot oh dude you and me both i did love that they were <laughs> that most uh i believe zoe and uh who else was jamie at one point they were all just saved by um the slight raising of temperature every couple of seconds you know can i can i say that one i'm kind of surprised that the the heater control on the moon base is a ship's wheel <laughs> yes yes a ship's wheel. Oh, okay man. yeah 
guess you want easy handles. I mean, I, I, I can get that. I get it. Um, but, but wow. I mean, look, I live with people who, who run a lot colder than I do. Mm-hmm. And so they like having the heat up a bit. It's awful. Yes. Me, not so much. It is terrible. It's the worst thing ever. Um, don't get me wrong. As I've gotten older, my heat tolerance or my cold tolerance has worsened. So there are times when it's really cold and I'm like, yeah, turn on the heater. Yeah. But there are other times where I'm like, no, thank you. And I have never seen the temperature of a heater climb so quickly <laughs> as I have in this story, especially being in centigrade. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And talking really fast, talking about weird controls. I loved in. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, in harp. Not hard. Yes. You know yeah, what I'm talking the, about. In the weather control bureau. Yes. How there was like a little device that just had, what did it say? Like, oh, dry. Dry. Like rain. Yes. Cold. I don't remember. And it but just yes. had like four <laughs> switches on it. Yes. This controls all the weather. And it's just that? That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It, some of the other things I, I just I love just about the story in general is like it genuinely had me at moments guessing whether or not um, like our, our one kind of like weakling guy who survives on the moon base is actually at times like genuinely helping the ice warriors or just trying to buy time. Oh, uh, that's that's Phipps, right? Oh, the, uh, oh, I guess it is, isn't it? I thought Phipps was the one who was helping to build the uh, solar energy thing off in that other room. Well, I think he's he's the same person. Was he? I, th- I could be wrong, but... Um, Shoot. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. It, but it, it genuinely had me guessing. Because there were times where I'm like, oh, he's just trying to save his own skin at this point. Because he has, at times, very very whiny said oh, i don't want to die um and so i really thought <clears throat> that he was you know basically turning coat and then he doesn't he flips on the video feed so everybody down at earth you know figures out what's going on i'm sorry and- his name is fushan ah oh, thank you fusham thank you i wonder what his favorite color is <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, he that was a character that you went, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And yeah, any time a story, and it doesn't even have to be a Doctor Who story, can get me guessing and keep me on my toes where I'm like, I don't know which way this is going to turn. You know, I don't know where this character is going to go with this. I like that. That keeps me engaged. Yes. I did love when he pretended to be knocked out too. Yes. That was great. Just very clever stuff. Um, yeah yeah love just a a really good uh b plot with him Mm -hmm. love it yeah it was really good and it's kind of funny because that that scene where he sends the video signal back to earth i mean it it totally gave me like space ball vibes (laughs) yes right what what are we watching that's now sir oh and then they kill the feed too at the end that was fun yeah yes yeah that's exactly right uh man it, there's so much going on in the story that yeah. it's it's so good. Like I just I'm like I'm digging through my notes. Oh oh okay okay. Costume design wise, we have to talk about these security helmets. Yes, dude. The oh security God. helmets. They that were crazy. Literally say security across basically like your eyeline. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's it's an interesting design. 
Yeah, because I know you've got a picture of it down here. Yeah, there it is. <clears throat> yeah, just above the eye line. It's like right across your forehead. And it's I, I don't even know how I would describe it. It is it is literally it looks like a Monty it's Python clear. thing. It does look like a Monty Python thing, but it is completely clear because I, I guess that's the late 60s for you. <clears throat> completely covers your head. I guess kind of like down to about where your your upper lip would be. Um and yeah, I don't know if this was like, yeah, this looks space age, so let's just do this. It has to be what it is. They're kind of wearing those along with like a rebreather. Yes. When they are like spraying down the foam. And I'm like, well, that's just like the perfect pandemic outfit. There you go. You're set. <laughs> These guys know what's up. They do. Ugh. What a that weird, was, it almost has like out. a Flash Gordon kind of vibe to it, too. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Just a little. Yeah, and honestly, even, you know what, these T-Mat uniforms, as much as I don't like that the, the any straps that exist below the waist yeah, kind of serve to yeah. accentuate things a little oddly. Yeah. Um, if somebody's looking for <clears throat> like a, a deep cut but easy to create cosplay, like That's that it, would be yeah. pretty easy. You know, you've got your jumpsuit. Maybe use duct tapes for the for the straps. Make yourself a T mat badge. Boom. Good to go. Good to go. Indeed. All right. Uh, well, clearly we both recommend this. Oh yeah, without a doubt. This without a this doubt. story is fantastic. Uh, we have any last words before I start hitting these buttons? Oh man, I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I right. don't know if I do. Um, I will say this. There is a homing signal uh, in in the very last episode. And if you watch this episode with headphones on, just turn the volume down a couple notches um, because it does get a little irritating. Oh, yeah. Um, just listening to it quite that much. And Wolf. I think it's hilarious that they're so far into the 21st century that when they're trying, to, I forget what they're trying. Oh, they're trying to get their, their like dummy uh, beacon signal to the rocket because they're sending up a satellite to trick the yes. Martian fleet, yes. the Ice Warrior fleet. And they're like, well, how are you going to do it? Oh, well, we found an old petrol car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, and it's got, it's got four wheels. It'll get us there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Aye, this aye, is aye. hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Here we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the All right, let's. Um, we had Jamie fighting an Ice Warrior, kind of, sorta, yep. <laughs> a little bit. We had all of the death effects, which are pretty cool. Yeah, we had uh, Ice Warrior busting down the door at one point. Yes, Kool Aid Manning the door. Yes, right. Yep. We had the exploding <laughs> balloons of death. Yep. Um, uh, what else did we have? Boy, um, I don't really think zoe got into fisticuffs with anyone no um the doctor obviously didn't but he obviously had his you know portable solar array yeah um, you know barbecue lids yeah um, um hmm. so there was that hmm. i what think, think all that information i i think we're i'm gonna give it I, I, i'm gonna give it a three and a half and i kind of feel generous with that Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, see, I'm leaning a little bit more toward five. All right. But that's, I think part of it was just, I might just be taking the whole story. Um, and, and not, not 
taking each individual like fight or explosion in context yeah. or, or out of context. I mean, you know, keeping it in context with a six part story that really only, I think if you really worked at it, you know, you can only trim a little bit of fat off. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the pacing was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty darn good. And that's hard to do sometimes with a six part story. Um, so yeah, just kind of taking it all in I'm kind of sitting more at a five. All right, fair enough. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coast scale. <laughs> All right, Taylor, what do, what do we think? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, given the the age of the story, the age of the effects, and everything, it's not particularly scary. Mm-hmm. Like it's not terrorizing in any way shape or form it is definitely tense in places and it is definitely excuse me dramatic all right um so yeah i mean i look at my kids and i don't think they would be freaked out by this you know um they're they're definitely getting older at this point um but yeah i think there's definitely some tension there's some trauma you're like oh what's gonna happen it kind of keeps you guessing yeah uh, but at the same time i mean any <laughs> any kid is gonna go oh look the world is covered in, in, in dishwasher soap. Yes. And it's going to be funny. It's not going to be scary. That is true. That is you know? true. Um, Taylor. So next it's my turn next time. And I, I did, I, I literally just changed what we're going to watch. Oh my gosh. Because, because of the, 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 I went, Oh no, it's my turn. And then I went, oh, that makes sense. I'll just do. I like what you had picked before too. I know. I'll just do. We'll just do Cold War. But I feel like with our our story note of um, that we started the show off with with yes. uh, David Bailey passing, um, and I was reading, you know, a little bit of that excerpt from the Instagram post. I went, you know what? Let's do it. Um, I was. They were saying a lot of good things about his his portrayal in this. So we're going to be watching The Robots of Death. All right. Uh, starring Tom Baker as the doctor, Louise Jameson as Leela, and uh, it is directed by Michael Bryant, and it was written by okay. Chris Brocher, which I probably said wrong, but that's fine. So it, it's, it, is spoken, it is spoken into the universe Robots of Death is what we're going to watch next. Yeah, Cold War, I mean, felt it was like, oh, but that was also, you know, very quick. Oh, that makes sense. We'll just do Cold War. But well, uh, yeah, but it, I mean, it, there there is a sense to it. Like, yes. I, I like where you were going with that. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I will I will say um, I, I couldn't find it again there. Um, I think it might have been there's a guy on Instagram who goes by Nardole underscore who um, and he does kind of a, you know, daily, like what happens in Doctor Who history post. Um, and oddly enough, in the two weeks since our last recording, the writer of this episode, Brian Hales, has celebrated his 91st birthday. Oh. So I was like, oh, look at that. What are the odds? Very interesting. Well. Or Doctor Who synchronicities. Yep. As always, I'm sure we'll find another one uh, for Robots of Death within. Probably within the next two weeks but until then you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter 
at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica and look for Taylor and I inside of a TARDIS. It's very cool. Check it out. Uh, rate and review us as well. You can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G and just N-O-T-L-G.com for the back catalog of all of our podcasts. NOTLG.spreadshirt.com and Patreon.com slash NOTLG if you would like to donate monetarily. Use the Patreon if you'd like to buy a shirt and also kind of donate monetarily. Uh, <laughs> go to that Spreadshirt site. But we're still, you know, we're still in it, folks. I mean, we're, we're almost out of it, maybe. Getting there. I mean, quote unquote, spring break is coming up, so that could be not great. Um. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're almost out of it, hopefully. But until then, support your local shops, any independent artists, you know, buy from them, retweet them. Um, I don't know, hang a banner outside your house with all their info on it. <laughs> Not their personal info, their store info. You know, just uh, help, help out your local shops. All right, Taylor, that's it for us this time. Join us again in two weeks where we talk about the robots of death, and we'll see you guys then. See ya. Even though they're the same kind of, you know, I don't know, helmet, you know? Yes. He's at least bedazzled his. Yes. Because, I don't know, a rank comes with glitter, I suppose.